Hello, my friends. Good morning. Oh, God. That was terrible. And, uh, oh, wow. And welcome to the Space Good morning. <laughs> welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Oh, shit. And, and, uh, and joining me, as always, I had my window thing open. Is your co-host Jim, who is two cups of coffee away from giving a shit about anything? Oh, right. I just and, say. and your co-host Hunter. Hi. And 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 it's what it's six. It? It's <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? It's six o'clock in the morning my time on a Saturday morning. Uh, is is April sixteenth, and and we were. Supposed to talk to the folks behind Starpoint Gemini Warlords uh, because this just came out in uh, in early access two days ago on Thursday. It's an interesting day to release a game, Thursday. Uh, th- on Thursday the 14th. And um, our, we're doing this because one of our guests requested that we have the podcast after the game hits early access. And also, they're in Croatia, so it's nine hours ahead of me, and I guess what's that? Six hours ahead of you, of you and and Hunt, Jim and Hunter, and and so they're um, it's like three in the afternoon for them, and so I um, I've been trying to follow up with with all of them to to get the to make sure they're coming on the show, and I've not heard anything, so. We're just gonna roll with it. Um, sadly, I I haven't been able to get keys for Jim and Hunter either. Uh, actually, I just checked Twitter because I pinged them and uh, they sent me a key on Twitter. Oh, but I don't have a second one for Hunter. So, hmm. uh, well, okay. I will let them know since since they're paying attention to this. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, I, we're I, on I, the I, air. Yeah, we're li- we're live again. Hey, we're live now. Sure. Let's go. Yeah, we could uh, we could use some uh, some help here. So. Let's talk news before we get into the uh, game. Um, the first bit of big news is that the uh, the big update for Elite Dangerous, the uh, the engineers update, uh, was announced for May eighth. The week of May eighth, it's going to hit. They didn't say actual May eighth; they said the week of May eighth. So they gave themselves a window. So sometime in that week, the big update. For uh, for Elite Dangerous is going to go live. And did you guys um, did you guys read what's going to be in this update? I mean, so much shit is coming. So I, much I, shit. I did not read it for fear well because we missed be better. We missed our our update earlier this year. So well, yeah, this, this is this is the one that was delayed. This is the big one. And like, not only are they totally revamping missions, we're going to be getting like different weapons, like somehow, like experimental weapons. And all and and shit on the map like bookmarks and thank God finally and um, and all kinds of stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, moon buggies leave trails. That's gonna be big. Um, so thank you, Coopster. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's because big. immersion, immersion. Yes, no, I, I'm excited because I. 
I've been on a break from Elite because I I don't know why I I guess I was a little burnt out. Um, this will definitely get me back, uh, and I'm excited about the revamped mission structure because I love missions in games like this, and they're my favorite thing. And so to have more better designed missions. Oh, and apparently now the um, those uh, the, the, the 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 sector signals, the the, the unidentified signal sources, yeah. You can like scan for them now. Apparently, they don't just randomly show up uh, on like your nav thing. You can actually apparently scan for them now. Apparently, you know what, I, what I feel needs to happen, yeah, is they need to say, "Go there and go to this place and do this mission." Right? Go there. Well, when you go to that system, you pull up your contacts, and they have put a waypoint in your computer that is like there's a signal. There, that's the one. Because the thing that I hate is, okay, you scan for those signal sources, right? And it's like, yeah, go here and meet this guy. Well, okay, there's 20 signal sources, so I got to fly around and drop into them until I find the one. No, just put a put an X on the map. It's so easy. Like every game ever has done it. Pirates used to do it, like they have a map, and they would put a big X. You know, it's not hard. That's what Skyrim does. It gives you that big arrow in your compass. Like, go here and do that. That's yeah. all I want. You know? I mean, that's what Privateer yep. does. And all those other games. Like, here's a mission. Go here, do this. That's what I want. Go here, do this, and we will give you money for it. Speaking of that sort of thing, that's kind of what this game does. Um, so, guys, this is uh, the... I don't know. I If we had the devs here, I could ask them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm guessing this is the same engine that Starpoint Gemini 2 is built on but the mission system is completely different which I like because remember in Starpoint Gemini 2 like the missions would just be randomly on the map which was fine but I'm more used to like going to a station and like like how they do it in Privateer like here's the mission computer go here and get a list of missions so that's how they do it now um and I like that a lot better. Um, sadly, right now, they don't really give you details in the missions. They're just like, here's a salvage mission. Okay. And the, and the, and here's the money we'll give you for it. Okay. But I like that in this one, mission payouts are a lot better. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to him on the thing. Oh, okay. That's cool. So yeah, now there's an actual job board, which is really nice. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, right now um, they don't really tell you what the mission entails. It's just like defense, salvage. They don't like you can't like look up where it is. You can't look up um, what the details are, or how dangerous it is, or whatever. So that's uh, that'll probably be added. But this is nice because ships seem a little, well, some of them do anyway, a little cheaper, um, which is good because one thing I didn't like too much about Starport Gemini 2 was like the missions didn't pay much and ships were really expensive. So I just felt like I was spinning my wheels the whole time, you know, like it was going to take forever to buy a new ship. Hunter, try activating that key that I just sent you. It, it gave me trouble with mine, but I think this, the problem might be with Steam, so we'll find out. Oh, is that the key they sent you? Yes. Okay. 
Oh, that's great. Did they just send it live, like, on the open, or did they DM you? No, they DM'd it to me. That's good. We're trained professionals. <laughs> I think uh, I think the the Steam is having issues this morning Again? because I tried making a purchase and it would not allow me to. Oh, weird! Activating Keen with Steam, <sighs> you know, usually yeah, if it, it's right or wrong by now, it would have kicked it back. But yeah, it's it, like it was just crawling, seriously crawling, crawling, thinking about it. So yeah, the difference between this game, folks, and the last one is um, there kind of is a story, but it, it seems a little bit um, less intrusive. But the big deal is like is um, well, first construction. Like you're gonna have a base. You have this base, the Concordia base, and once you get enough money, you can start improving it yourself. Like I can build a hangar. I can build a tactical ops module, a mining module, a salvage module, a research module. And apparently when you build like a research module, you can open up the ability to have a fleet for yourself. So, um, yeah, this is one of the big deals about the, uh, the new game here is that you can build, you have like territory now and you have a station that's like your home, which is pretty cool. Uh, so let's take a job. We can let's take a. a... So here's the thing. I, I learned this earlier. They have salvage jobs, but they don't tell you you need a specific piece of equipment to do a salvage job. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to take a salvage job. I'll take an installation defense job. That sounds fun. All right. So where am I going? The game is definitely a little prettier, though, even though it's the same engine. One thing I like is that when you hit the context menu for a thing, it pauses the game now. That's I I like that. Oh, and there's also a button for the tactical overlay right off the bat. <laughs> um, yeah, last time there wasn't any button at all for this. You had to actually go in and set it yourself. Yeah, I have think they the- changed. Have they changed the camera? Uh, um, like the I, turret thing. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It feels exactly the same to me as it did for the last floaty, sluggish. Yeah, you know what, though? I'm having a better time. Maybe they have, because I'm having a better time not using the turret camera this time. Like, last time I felt more competent where I was using the turret camera, but now I feel better keeping it like the freelancer style of, like, over-the-shoulder... Third oh, okay. person, you know, it feels better. Well, it's so, a bigger, slower ship too, so it's it's not like you're in like a, a small, nimble thing, and you got to. Well, no, around. they start you off with this small, nimble thing. Oh yeah. In the in the tutorial, you have this kind of bigger, slower thing, but you lose that in the prologue. You lose that, and so you start off with this nimble little little thing, and uh, it's kind of cool. What am I? But uh. Well, I mean, the interface is a lot less cluttered, which I like. And uh, so far, so far, the uh, the combat is uh, fun. Uh, I'm just doing a trade mission here to get some more money. Yeah the um, the only complaint that I really had about Gemini Two was mm-hmm. that camera deal because I'm used to playing games like Eve 
or whatever where you have a fast camera you can turn and look anywhere but the oh like, no uh, it's, specifically it's... in in shall or um, shattered space is a great space example of this and dreadnought yeah. also um where it, it, and world of warships you know for for the terrestrial stuff right so it's like you can look as fast as you want and then the turret catches up <laughs> Right, and right. and you have to wait for the turret to to put its reticle inside the reticle that shows where you're looking, and then huh. you actually have a shot where you're looking. So um, that way, you're not restricted. You know, it's it's not like oh, we're going to slow the camera down. You can spin the camera around as fast as you can move the mouse, but that turret's going to track at its own speed. Oh well, if that's what you're asking about, yeah, the camera feels pretty much the same floaty weirdness. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it. Right, so the the camera thing was bo- was really bothering me. So what I ended up doing to play this thing, yeah. I turned that overlay on, which I'm glad they have it on from the beginning because before you had to map a key to even find it, right? I know, and then, yeah. And then they had the uh, the what they called chase camera, and that's actually padlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So chase camera is padlock. I was talking to him yesterday about changing the translation on that because it's very confusing to native speakers. Um, so it, it's like, well, if you say chase camera, that tells me that there's another plane that's following my plane that has a camera on it. And, you know, so you get third person view, which is what we got. Um, but you know, padlock means lock the camera over my shoulder onto the enemy and follow him. Right. And, uh, but that's what it does. So what I do is I use the padlock camera, the tab key to switch targets. Yeah. And, and uh, I turn that overlay on, and I pull the camera back as far as I can. And now I'm playing Federation Commander, yeah, Starfleet yeah, Command. You know, yeah. With the, with the new camera and the, I mean, this feels. I don't know what they did, but the controls feel much. More, the controls feel much more like um, like Freelancer now than they did in the previous game, which is I think why I didn't use this mode before, because the controls did not feel very Freelancery. You know what I mean? But now they feel much more competent. Uh oh, bad guys. Oh, oh. This is weird. A bad guy just popped in, but he's just sitting there. So when you pull the context menu, it takes the whole screen now, right? So does it pause the game then? Yes, thank God. Thank God okay, it pauses it, the game. It did not do that before. It did not do that before. No, I like that it does that now. It gives you a second to think. Like, what do I want to do with this thing? Okay, so I'm so, supposed to be defending this uh, this installation here. And a bad guy just popped in. And he... Uh, early access, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, a bad guy popped in. And as you can see, he's just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe he's asleep because it's early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's just sitting there like, oh, he's like, wait, I can't attack yet. I haven't had my coffee. <laughs> he, just, he ran to the galley of his ship to get some coffee. Or like, or like, you know what? His Keurig, his in-ship Keurig broke down. And so he's trying to fix that right now while while I'm shooting him. (laughs) 
And I finished the mission. Wow, guys. <laughs> that was the mission. Sit here and shoot this guy that just shows up, <laughs> but doesn't actually do anything. Early access, ladies and gentlemen. Early access. <laughs> now, the, the neat thing about this game is I think it's even bigger than Starport Gemini 2 because the map is massive. Like, absolutely massive. So apparently, I got an I got an email. I got a message that there was a there was a fleet waiting for me back at base. I'm not sure what that means. So maybe we'll find out once I get back to base here. Once I get back to base, the only downside is uh, right now there are these like long transit times. Like I've got seventeen thousand space units to get to my to get back to base here, and there's no like fast forward. So I just have to actually sit here and uh and wait which is like you know i don't think this game ever had a fast forward though so no but the travel is okay because you can spot things along the way like that's true you're headed to a waypoint and then you look over to the side like, oh, look, pretty thing. I'm going to go over there. And well, not only that, but now they have a jumping uh, mechanic where if you, if you are close enough to, uh, I think it's I think it's done by bases. I don't know if you can get a ship. Hey, we have Xeno LGM Games just popped into the public channel. Holy crap. Uh, Holy crap. Holy crap. Xeno has made it. Get him on here. Xeno. Oh, thank God. Hi, hi. Uh, just a second. So I can put my headphones on. <coughs> Yay, guys, we have a guest. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, you might want to okay, mute that, Brian. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we yeah. can. Okay, okay, I'm here. Sorry for the delay, guys. We totally messed up these times. That's okay. <laughs> it, it, it was at 3 p.m. our time. We thought it was like in 10, 10 p.m. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But Ma- Mario realized it, but uh, Mario doesn't have even a mumble installed uh, at the moment, so I'm not sure if he will be able to, to join us. Ah, oh, well... Th- Mum- the, the the nice thing about Mumble is it's a, it's a very small program, so uh, it does not take much to install it. But uh, I will try to to send him link. Yeah. That, well, how you doing, but, man? I, we haven't talked to you in a while. How yeah. You well, a, a little tired. Uh, but this was <laughs> this was a few few busy days, and we launched sure. and everything, and stream and but. Well, yeah, that that stream you guys did the other day was fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, ma- many people. Uh, I was surprised how many people uh, came to the stream. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you had a few hundred people watching at one point. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and there seems to be a lot of interest generated in this game, which is nice because a lot of people did like Starpoint Gemini too. If I'm correct, I mean it's got good ratings, and it looked like last I looked, it had a good amount of owners on Steam. Yeah, uh, I think we are now at a quarter mi- uh, quarter million copies sold. Nice. Uh, after this, yeah, after this last sale. Uh, but 
the good thing was that that last sale, uh, like two weeks ago, uh, actually uh, raised the awareness ab- about uh, warlords and that it even exists. Did you guys so, time? It? Did you guys time it that way? Uh, well, yeah, that was the idea uh, with uh, that last SVG two sale to to just show people that we exist, that we work, that we have a new project uh, in the making. So. Now, uh, where did the idea for Warlords come from? Was it like, oh, we want to do more with Starpoint Gemini 2, but it's getting to such a point where we need to just make a whole new game out of it? Is that kind of what? Yeah. Is that no, kind of what happened? Us. Well, <laughs> no. When the last time he was on, we told him we want this, and then he went and made it. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. It came from the community. It came from, um, I mean. We thought that we would be able to put everything in SPG2 uh, in early access. Then post-release, we got so many new ideas that uh, we actually did implement some through DLCs like uh, Titans, Titans, which was not yeah. Titans were not planned uh, as a DLC. It was just something that people wanted uh, the Titan class ship, and then we wanted to to make a little storyline about them, not just uh, stuff them in. So, um, but there were many things that, uh, we couldn't implement because of, um, engine limitation at the point or the way the game was made. It was impossible to, without breaking it apart, to just implement some other things like, I don't know, bigger universe. So then when we had uh, all that, uh, the whole, uh, wish list, we decided to just, uh, make a new project and, it is a community-driven project, uh, full of their ideas. I mean, to be honest, Arp in Germany 2 is all, was also a community-driven project because many mm. things that were in the game, like fire at wheel, uh, uh, quick scan, uh, target option, uh, garage, uh, everything was uh, community. And it was just implemented during early access. And Warlords is a big project, uh, which will also be... Uh, community driven but we expect more ideas from people in during the, the early access uh, time right uh, but and but so far um i've i've put about an hour into it and i've only had one crash which is nice for a, an early access game this is still pretty early isn't it like are we talking alpha here is that where we are yeah yeah because uh we work uh that way we put um an open game, um, and uh, let's say a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. We have a production plan, uh, but we want uh, to implement uh, features one by one and then have discussion about it, tweak it or change it, or even like in SPG2, trash it and do something else uh, if people people doesn't like it, uh, people don't like it. So uh, for us, early access is a way to, to give... Uh, the opportunity to people to contribute and participate in making the game, uh, but also uh, it's an opportunity for us uh, to get like thousands and thousands of ideas because there are 20 of us in the team and we have like, uh, I don't know, thousands and thousands of uh, active people on the forums. So, well, we are outnumbered with ideas, so, <laughs> and it's a good thing. It's a nice way. So the idea behind early access on Steam uh, is brilliant. The early access as an idea was brilliant. I mean, it's different uh, today for some other teams, but we will continue to work like we did before. Well, you guys, you guys. I mean, there's a lot of examples of early access gone wrong, and and and. 
a lot of people, I think, it seems like some people, I'm not going to name anybody, but used early access as kind of a, let's get some early funding in here to help fund yeah. our game before we finish it, rather than a, oh, let's put this out there so we can get ideas. Like, you guys, I think, did it right. You guys did a great job of, here's our game, here's what we want to do with it, give us ideas, help us get, give us feedback, and it seemed to work quite well. Uh, yeah. And so th- that's awesome. So I, I totally, I'm totally applauding you guys doing early access again because I think when it's done right, it's just a boon for the community and it's a boon for the developers because you have that constant back and forth. Yeah, you know, which is uh, that's great. true. Uh, but it's, all, it's it's also a risky thing because uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, because people are now used to early access games um, that can be done. Two, uh, in two uh, ways. Uh, one is that uh, many teams are actually releasing uh, a finished game, finished, tested, bug-free, polished game to early access, uh, but locking uh, like half of the features, then just unlocking one feature every month until uh, the full release. Uh, the problem with that is uh, that community is not important, that community will not be listened to because the game can't be changed, the game is wrapped up. Um the good thing is that you have a fully playable bug three game uh, in early access, uh, or uh, some developers um, actually have half of the game and then release feature by feature. But they don't want a community input uh, for features. They want just uh, bug testers, and they appreciate bug reports, but they will not change the game uh, because of the community. I I saw that in in several occasions. Uh and we actually give them just the bare skeleton with plans laid on the table. So we work in a risky way because our game is completely open. Uh we stuff uh we stuff content every day in it. So of course that we cannot um patch it and test it uh, from week to week uh, in a way that it will be completely bug-free. It won't. It will crash occasionally. It will have strange behavior. Some things won't uh, work uh, as they should. But we are fixing uh, fixing it up as we go. So we are trying to, to do that as fast as we can. Yeah, I don't, I don't get what you were saying earlier. I don't get when people are like, here's my game. I don't want to get any feedback from it besides bugs. Enjoy it. Mean- like why why even put it out there then if you don't want you know constructive feedback on your on your game yeah they will listen to feedback they will uh, tweak some things uh, balance up some things uh, but they will not do (laughs) what we did Uh, they will not just trash a whole planned feature and implement something that was not planned uh, because that is stressful for our uh, programmers because we have uh, at that point in SPG two, we had so much junk in in uh, our code because we trashed things uh, out and put new things in. We we couldn't test it uh, at that pace that were coming in. So um, it's easier to just tell the community, "I will do this and that." You can play it. You can give me some ideas on the balance, and in the end, uh, bug reports, of course. But I don't know many teams that will actually trash complete features uh, they planned. And I think that kind of thing really, and it seemed to engender a real, uh, a real uh, positivity among the community that you guys would actually not only listen, but if you thought if you guys thought it was a good idea, you would implement it. 
which not everyone will do, like you're saying. And so that's really awesome. And and yeah. and you get and you get the uh, results of that in not only sales, but you guys really have, I think, a positive. I think the community, whatever they might feel about the game, they like you guys. You know, like even if oh this game isn't great or whatever, they like you guys because you guys. It's clear you guys work hard on your stuff. Clearly, you know, yeah. and, and people I think really appreciate that. And if they don't, they should. Just saying, folks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I was reading uh, some reviews yesterday, and I have to say, uh, like eighty-five or even almost ninety percent is positive uh, for uh, current early access state of the game, which is nice because that, that means nice. that our community realizes what we are doing. Uh, of course, there are some negative reviews, uh, but. I'm glad to say that none of those re- negative reviews are actually negative reviews about the, the concept of the game. Uh, some of those uh, say that the game is uh, cool, that they see where we, where we are going, but it's crashing, so it's a negative review. Cool. I'm cool with that because, of course, mm. it's crashing. It's an early access. Um, so that means that those people like the concept, even those negative, uh, currently negative ones. And they said uh, they will review their review uh, after a few months. So, yeah. yeah that we, cannot nice. be, we cannot be happier at this state uh, with, with how the game was received. Even, as I said, in negative reviews, there are actually positive reviews that just uh, are not happy because of the crashes. And that's part of the early Not because of the gameplay or the concept, but because it's technically, you know... Just technical stuff which will be polished. So they're all potentially uh, positive reviews when we polish the game and finish it. So, Right. Okay, I've got to kill somebody. All right, here we go. Can I kill them? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to find <laughs> out, all right. <laughs> We're going to find out if I can kill them. Yeah. You can kill anybody. <laughs> I wish. Now, uh, so how long have you guys been working on this one? It's been, what, about, I'm guessing, about a year or so? That's, I think that's when I started hearing rumblings of it, at least. It was about a year ago. Well, well, we had some production plans uh, at that time already because it was something that started when we realized in SPG2 post-release and it was short after release that we realized, okay, uh, we can do maybe an expansion. And then all those ideas came in about conquering territory, having uh, headquarters, uh, having much bigger universe. And then we realized... Okay, we cannot put this in expansion. I mean, we can we can disassemble the whole game and make a new game and spend two years for that and call that expansion, but it won't be compatible with uh, SPG. So it has to be a new project. And then when we realized we are making a new project, then we said, okay, let's go all out. So let's not make a universe that's... Uh, Two times bigger. Let's make it uh, eight, seven, eight, nine times bigger. And yeah, the, the map is much bigger. I'm noticing much yeah, bigger. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's it's huge now. It's really huge now. I mean, I I was going from one. I tried to go from one side uh, to another, and it took me like I don't know, forty minutes or something. I I think I had uh, like one fight in the meantime, but. Yeah, it's it's much much bigger map currently. Yeah, huge. 
uh, which I like. I mean, this is. I mean, I was just scrolling around like, oh my god, it's gonna take forever. Now, one new thing about the game that'll help you apparently get around this big map is the jumping mechanic. Uh, well, that that's not, new, right? Yeah, uh, it was uh, that was something that we wanted to implement in SPG two, but couldn't because of technical uh, issues. Uh, the streamer in in SPG two was working differently, and when we tried to implement the jump. Uh, it was just going through sectors too fast and it couldn't load the sectors. So it was stuttering and freezing and we just couldn't get over it. And now, uh, as we, since we redesigned the complete way, uh, the streamer work and the game loads, now it's, it will work, uh, pretty fine. So yeah, uh, jump is what, uh, that warp uh, jump is just one of the ways you can, uh, Go, go around, uh, travel around, uh, you will have, uh, wormholes, uh, again, and, uh, some interlinked, uh, let's, let's call it public transportation network, like T gates and T drives and stuff like that. Oh, right. I remember those from the, from, from, yeah. uh, Starpoint Germany too, which is nice because I'm getting around here and I've, I've just been flying around this one little area getting missions from the base and whatnot and, and even even just around this area of the bay, it's like, wow, this is massive just to fly yeah. around here, which is great. So uh, what was my next question? Sorry, it's early here. <laughs> my, my brain isn't fully. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, 6.40 a.m. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> I'm doing this because I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, I got to say already, because um, I'm going to be honest, one thing that kind of bugged me about Starpoint Gemini 2 is that <laughs> I love the missions. I love missions. and um, not and I, But the problem I had with Starpoint Gemini 2 is the ships felt really expensive and the missions didn't pay a lot. That yes. I, felt like, I felt like I was spinning my wheels trying to get better ships because I could never capture anything. Capturing never worked for me for some reason. Um but I like that not only are the missions like easier to find now, like they're not dot- – well, I didn't mind that they were dotted on the map, but the, yeah. the job board is, is, is a much like cleaner way, I think, to get it done. But that missions pay out more. So was that, was, that, uh, was that like based on feedback that not only did you have maybe a shorter length between getting money from like missions and stuff to like getting a better ship? Uh, of course, was that-, that was all community. That's all community because uh, uh, everything that you uh, mentioned now, uh, job board, uh, which is now similar to, I don't know, Ellie Dangerous or even Line, um, that's something that community asked for. Uh, they felt it's unrealistic to just have uh, picking up missions in the middle of space. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh the other thing was um, that missions were unbalanced and the mechanics were unbalanced. Uh, capturing uh, gave people overpowered. Capturing was overpowered and gave people uh, too much money in, in the start. And right. uh, it was the only and the best way of earning money. Uh, yes, we now redesigned that uh, mechanic. And as you can see, missions are already... Uh, better, but yeah. it will be tweaked and balanced as we go through through the early access. Of course, this is not the final version of missions. I mean, not even all mission types are in yet. It's like oh, five, nice. five out of eight, I think. Oh, and and these are pretty good mission types. Plus, I mean, and I'm sure you're going to be adding like 
Because right now, like, you click a mission, you just, like, accept it. Like, you don't get any more details about it or anything. I'm sure that, like, is going to yeah. be added and stuff. Yes, 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 yes. It will be deeper. And uh, the missions, uh, the idea behind missions uh, are that this time we want to make them deeper. So you can basically oh. go uh, on a mission where you get the job to scan an anomaly. And when you get there, uh, you will see a fight and you will be able to intervene in that fight and, Ooh. I don't know, save someone's life. Uh, at that moment, uh, the mission just uh, switched to search and rescue mission. But it oh. started as... So we want that variety in missions uh, because... I like that. It will be more realistic. It will it will in- be more engaging for the player. So and of course, uh, every action that you make uh, during that mission, uh, either if you don't help anybody or if you help uh, to kill the guy or help the guy, I don't know, save his ass or something, uh, it will all have consequences maybe uh, later because uh, those guys are part of some faction. Of course, it, that mechanic doesn't work uh, yet because the factions and everything is not implemented yet. Sure, uh, but it will work like that way. So every action you make will have some kind of consequences. Of course, uh, the world will, will not explode because you killed somebody, but maybe in the, I don't know, 50 hours of gameplay, that faction will grow and you will need something and they will remember that uh, you didn't save them or something like that. So we want to, to add uh, depth depth in that RPG element. Well, I'm being attacked for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You son of a bitch. I will kill you. Yes, some enemies can attack you for no reason. Uh, We're still... It's currently like a placeholder in place. Uh, The AI we are working on is not fully in yet, so they can be stupid and they can go, uh, I don't know, suicidal with their ships on your... You know, I, I think I've run into a bug or something where, like, the last two missions... Um, missions missions are bugged. We got some reports that uh, some missions are bugged, and we are currently working uh, on it. Uh, the first update should be up today. Okay, uh, great. Uh, because, yeah, because I like two missions I went on. Um, like the the enemy came, like one mission was a um, defense mission, like defend the installation, yeah, and yeah. like the enemy came by and just sat there. It just didn't do anything. It just like sat there while let me kill it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the missions uh, people reported some missions are back. I mean, we are addressing that issue now. Uh, I hope uh, we will be able to to put the, the update today and solve some oh, nice. of those things up. And Steam Overlay, uh, there are some problems with Steam Overlay. It worked uh, in first early access. Then we uh, patched some bugs, and voila, Steam Overlay uh, <laughs> went nuts. So we are working on it too. So nice. How did the launch go for you guys? Like, how did uh, launch day go for you guys? Well, very good. Uh, I have to say I was amazed because we are an early access title uh, with not that much uh, featuring. And let's not forget that Activision uh, popped in with 80% off uh, Publisher Weekend. And uh, Stellaris uh, came on pre-order. So, that was a uh, crazy day. Yeah, that was yeah, like, very, wow. very crazy. So we are amazed. <laughs> it, went, it went really well, all things considered. Yeah. Oh no, that's we, great. We are happy. We couldn't be happier. 
I don't have uh, the exact numbers at the moment, but it was much better than SPG2. And uh, SPG2 was a great success at the time because uh, people were still skeptical about uh, early access. And we didn't have, I don't know, many. We had just Arpen Gemini 1 behind us. And uh, that whole early access uh, working with community program was something that was not seen yet. Now we have SPG2 behind us and it's a proof of how we work. But at the time, we didn't have any proof. People just had to trust us and give us money for a concept. How long was uh, Starpoint Gemini 2 in early access for? About a year, yeah. About a year. Okay. Uh, I think maybe expected- maybe a bit uh, more. Uh, we expected three-month uh, early access with Starpoint Gemini 2. Uh, we didn't expect that much feedback and fantastic responses from community. So that delayed the game to a year so now we have been smarter and we just said uh we will be in early access between six months and a year uh but it's not for sure so it all depends on community if we just put our plant features in don't talk to anybody and i don't know turn off steam uh we can release the game in four months but we don't want to do that. We want to, to work with community. We want to tweak and refine and maybe even change uh, some mechanics. So, yes, I think it will be close to a year, maybe maybe a bit more even. Okay. Um, so what, which views do you have in here now? There's somebody in the, in the chats asking. Is it, is it still the, uh, you have the nose view, the turret view? Yes, uh, the... The views are currently like uh, in SPG2, so you have that first person view, let's call it that, where you don't see uh, your nose. You have that bridge view, which is uh, like uh, you can see your nose of the ship, and uh, you have standard uh, behind ship view, which you can zoom in and out with your uh, numpad uh, plus and minus. Uh, And yes, the views are currently the same like in SPG2. Okay. And I gotta say, I really like it. Looked like it looks like a lot of work went into the new interface because it's a lot less, uh, like, not that the old interface was really cluttered, but this new interface is just so, feels so much more streamlined than, than the other interface. Like, I love how when you hover over your, your map, you just, there's the power overlay right there. Like, you don't even have to really think about it. You know, it's just there it is. So yeah. I, I I really like how much work has gone into making the interface. Well, it's a funny story. I mean, when when we first made Startup in Gemini 2, it was started by four guys, uh, the whole project. So uh, the the user interface uh-huh. in SVG 2 uh, was very outdated. It was the first thing that was done in the game. It was... Um, too big. It was uh, it was cluttering the screen, and um, in comparison to to the whole game and the engine and how uh, nice graphics uh, were in in SPG two, uh, it was just um, I don't know, ugly to see, and uh, we couldn't we couldn't uh, just change it because it was raster graphics, it was hard-coded in the game, and it was a problem. So uh, when Microsoft approached us for the Xbox One version of of SPG2, then we said, okay, we have to uh, 
not just port the game. We need to to redesign the way not just the the UI works, but also some mechanics. Because there are so many commands in SPG uh, games, uh, and you have not many buttons on Xbox One controller. So we said we need to give the users uh, the best possible experience, which means we need to redesign uh, in some way uh, the way the, 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 the game works. So we did that for the Xbox One. It is a similar UI. And the other uh, visual, uh, of course, uh, idea was uh, not to clutter the screen because on Xbox, people usually play on big TVs. And having half of the screen with, with some, I don't know, skills and abilities and uh, overlays is uh, stupid. So basically the idea is that uh, when you don't need anything, it will fade out. So if you're uh, not in the combat, but that's not working at the moment. So you can just press T for uh, disabling that um, tactical overlay. But it will work in a way that it will always light up when you uh, start uh, fighting someone. And it will go away when the combat uh, is over. Only the map will be constant on the screen. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because yeah, you, you can just tell how much how much work went into this, which I really like. Like I I got I got I gotta say it's it just feels cleaner. And I I I also wanted to ask about the controls because the last time I if I recall, like the controls felt a little disconnected. They felt a little floaty. But here it feels like I'm I'm, I'm going to bring up the comparison, but. It feels a lot more like freelancer. It feels like with the WASD and everything, it feels a lot more um, precise. So, like, yeah. how much work would would you say like went into the, like the control aspect much, of our world? Uh, much because uh, during the whole process of SPG two, not just early access but post release, um, we were constantly implementing uh, new controllers and. Uh, then something wouldn't work as well or not as fluid. So we constantly optimize the game. And uh, I mean, the controller is everything, uh, be it a gamepad or uh, HOTAS or joystick or mouse and keyboard, because that's the way uh, the player interacts with the game. So if you have a problem between the player and the game in in controlling it, uh, then you have a big problem uh, for gameplay. Um, so that's something that was refined uh, the whole time so and, and tweaked and tuned. So it will be uh, in uh, Warlords as well. We will constantly uh, work on that part. Yeah, I, I, I got to say I really like um, how much better this feels. I mean, not only can you control with the mouse and the keyboard, which is, I mean, the mouse, you can do like total flight. But I, I, I always like like the WASD type of c- controls and i i really liked i also like that you kept the tactical overlay now is this like this is the same engine as uh starpoint gemini 2 right yeah just like yeah. just like an enhanced copy i guess it sounds like it's also a cleaned up copy because it said you got a lot of junk you were saying in starpoint gemini 2 i'm mm-hmm. guessing this is cleaned up a bit 
Yeah, not a bit. It's much cleaned up and it's a heavily modified engine. I mean, it's the same whale engine from Starp and Gemini 2, but it's so modified now that we are calling it whale 2.5. Oh, um, okay. Uh, the streamer works different and better. The way the music loads uh, works different. Everything uh, was uh, redesigned uh, to, to give the option to stuff more content, as you can see in every asteroid belt, there are more asteroids than we ever had before, and they look better. They so, do, and there's so, no slow. There's no slowdown either. Like I noticed, like with Starpoint Gemini two, there might be a little like with my machine at least, there was a little like stutter when you started seeing more asteroids, just a tiny bit, but enough to be noticeable. But here, there, it doesn't seem to be any stutter at all. Yes, uh, we have some uh, performance drops at the moment. We're working on them uh, when you come close to some stations, uh, but not when you're traveling around and in asteroid fields. Just uh, if you go to a station or uh, some uh, relays in universe, uh, we noticed some uh, occasional FPS uh, drops. So, but that's something that we are currently uh, ironing and fixing. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, let's see. What was it? What else was I going to ask? So, how much bigger is the map this time than the last time? Nine times bigger. Nine in times? Yes, in comparison to Starpoint Gemini 2. Holy crap. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, and everything is rescaled. The planets are, are much bigger now. And, uh, the differences between, uh, ships will be much bigger now. So uh, that's something that community asked for. They say they said, uh, when I upgrade the ship, I don't have uh, the impression that I really upgraded. It looks oh. almost as big as my last one. It works almost as big uh, as my last one. And it uh, flies uh, almost as my last one. So now you can... Uh, feel the differences not just uh, visually uh, in in size of the ships but also in maneuverability and stuff like that so that's something we worked on because community asked for and you ask about tactical overlay that was not uh, uh, our idea that's that's fantastic uh, thing to have huh? for the tactical part of the combat but that's also a community idea and of course we we kept it so the yeah, big Brian, myth- sorry can yeah you- can you switch through some of the views once you've? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, people. Because the guy that was asking about, you know, it's like, well, what views are there there? So we should show them. There's a, there's a bunch of them. There's like four or five of them. There's like kind of a yeah. I'm I'm happy that you can control this whole thing just using a gamepad. You know, that, that's pretty neat. And it, it's part part of that has been. Um, the way that I had learned to play Starpoint Gemini 2, and then whenever whenever we talked to Zeno, he clued me about, oh, well, there's this chase cam that you can use, and that completely changed the way that I that I played the thing, because I wasn't aware there was a padlock view. So, it, yeah. it's like, I had been fighting that turret camera for for a while, you know, and, and it's I, I noticed it's it's still kind of the same here, but it's it seems a little faster, though. Um, yeah, more fluid. But, yeah. But it, but it's like I can understand why it's that way because if you're going to control the thing with a with a thumbstick, then that's a lot different than using a mouse. So it seems like a compromise. So you can use the same system for both control methods. So it, it's it's kind of like I can accept that. Um, yeah. But have, have you have you played uh, well Dreadnoughts in in Alpha right now? But um, 
like fractured space or world of warships and, and that because the way that they handle the turret stuff is you move the you move the view wherever you want as fast as you want and then the turrets mm-hmm. catch up and what's interesting about that is it allows the turrets to actually rotate at different speeds so if you had really big guns on the ship they might turn <coughs> slower and the way that you have this, it, it's kind of like all your guns are locked to the same rotation speed, so you can't differentiate them in that way. Th- uh, these ships are really big, right? So fighting other big ships with a slow-turning gun isn't so bad. But if you had little fighters swarming around you, then you'd have a heck of a time hitting them. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, some people on uh, the forums already uh, talked about World of Warships. Uh, to be honest, I was playing World of Warships uh, Alpha, but I just had like one day of uh, closed Alpha uh, to try it. So I don't remember how it worked there. Uh, but I do have uh, Fractured Space. And uh, I saw uh, Dreadnought uh, gameplay videos, uh, a few of them. So, yes, I know what they're talking about. And I think it's something that we can discuss with community during the the early access. So maybe not completely uh, trash the current system, but uh, refine it and try to to, or implement a new one that will give them more variety in uh, camera control. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the way that I'm looking at it now is it's not just the camera issue, but it actually would allow you to have a bigger difference between the weapons, right? So, like, a more damaging, like, big cannon just wouldn't be able to turn as fast. But, yeah. but with the current system, they all have to move at the same speed or it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, that's something that we can talk about, of course. This is a nice idea, uh-huh. actually, yeah, because it's it makes sense. It makes sense. Now, it, it does, oh, but yeah, it it also complicates your balance stuff, right? So yeah. it, it, it might be too complicated for what you want to do because you've already well, got enough going we're on. Not, we're not putting anything off the table. I mean, uh, we can discuss it. Uh, that doesn't mean that we will be able to 100% implement it, but we can discuss it. We have uh, a community that can help us with ideas, and we have our technical uh, team that will say, okay, guys, this can be or cannot be done. Uh <laughs> If it's done, it will be like this or that. So, whoops. Right. So, um, in in the first DLC, are we going to get the ability to land? On, <laughs> Brian land just crashed the planet. I thought I, could, I, was I, I thought I could Brian, land on that Brian's, planet, but apparently Brian, not. <laughs> Brian's testing planetary landings. This is not elite, sir. Uh, you can land on the planet, uh, but I think you have to be about five thousand kilometers or something like that. But this was like. 490 or something so uh it will be changed so you won't you won't need to to crash to the planet to, to be able to dock to it yeah yeah well, that's good you know it, it would actually be interesting if you just had an orbit option you know once you get so close it says you know do you want to orbit and then it just locks your ship into a, a transit around the planet that's or that's kind of what i thought was going to happen um, like once you get close enough like do you want to land uh yes please yeah <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, a nice uh, that's a nice idea. Orbiting, that's something I think could be done. But I mean, when uh, the the dry dock screen opens, uh, the 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 planetary or station screen opens, uh, it actually doesn't matter if you're docked or orbiting around the planet, like this screen. So what are you yeah. doing in the background now? It doesn't matter anymore. You're constant. Yeah. You're focused on the screen and what you're doing here. So. 
Yeah, uh, but definitely, um, uh, uh, you have to, you need to be able to to land on a planet before you come to like five thousand kilometers. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that you've introduced in here is the ability to build bases. Now, is that just you build your own base in a central location, or can you have multiple ones and put them where you want as you as you take territory? Well, for now, the idea is that you just have your one base. Uh, basic uh, headquarters and then you slowly upgrade it as you get more money and you install another modules. Uh, the thing with modules is that actually every new module will give you a new feature of the game. So uh, oh. at the moment, yes, because at the moment you don't have uh, the ability to research your own ships, for example. And when you build and upgrade a research center, you will research your own ships. Uh, those will be your proprietary uh, factions uh, ship designs. So you won't be able to buy those ships anywhere in the Gemini. Uh, oh. Those will be your faction ships. And you will have them available only at your uh, headquarters. So you will be unique sort of speak in universe with your ships and uh, i don't know when you install hangers and upgrade hangers you'll be able to store more ships like in spg2 and stuff like that so uh, some uh, diplomacy of course there will be module which will enable you to uh, make fleets to to get into diplomacy talks so basically some of the features will be unlocked as you build uh, a new um, module on your headquarters Okay, so, so can you can you manage the things in the headquarters if you're not there, or do you have to fly back across the map to check on how your things are doing and give them new orders? Uh, currently, you have to come to the headquarters to uh, upgrade, or I mean, it's not implemented yet upgrading. But yes, you will have to to come to your headquarters to do a construction work like upgrading or building modules. Uh, but for managing your fleet, uh, it will be done via a star chart. So you will just be able on star charts to to pick your fleet and send them around, manage them, um, or I don't know, uh, invade uh, some other uh, part of the universe. So that will be all managed through a star chart. It will okay. be uh, much more than a map this time. It will be practically our empire console. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering about travel time because it takes a while to cross the map, right? And and if you're over somewhere, but but your base, you know, is maybe like 20 minutes of flight away, um, it seems like kind of a long time to get back there just to like queue up more production or or whatever. But then again, yeah. you know, you don't have a radio probably in space that can <laughs> that can go. So it, it's it's sort of a you know a compromise thing. But it but I'm wondering if uh, if that sort of anchors the player. To you know, because your base is going to become your your hub. That's your central spot on yes, the map. Yes. So I wonder if it discourages the player to get too far from it. Because uh, no, because we will in, uh, we will uh, implement uh, the the warp jumps, and uh, you will have uh, wormholes. You will have uh, uh, okay. speed boosters. Everything that you had in Star Punch Gemini Two, but on let's say it will be uh, uh, faster because the jump works faster and and it looks awesome so uh no it won't take you that much time to travel you you will have uh, t drives again uh but they will not be just uh, uh static animations uh, while it loads the next sector it will be like a mini warp drive so okay and, 
Of course, those uh, that equipment will also be expensive, just like in SPG2. Uh, but it will give you the option to cross half of the universe in a matter of seconds. So oh, okay, and I assume yeah. that's something. This is just the basic version. The now, you, yeah, this is just the basic version. You have just your engine now, and that's it. But because it's not implemented, all the ways of travels are not implemented yet. Yeah, but that, but that's actually good because you need the base to research it. And that means that you're you're going to kind of be central to that for a while. But then once you research those technologies, oh. that's your reward is the ability to go further. Yeah, which, which yeah. is kind of the balance thing. You don't want yeah. the player going too far from home at the beginning, anyway. And we don't want to push uh, everything uh, on him uh, right away because people will get lost uh, with with uh, all the tutorials and stuff. Uh, last time they said the tutorials were too complicated. So this time when you start the game, you have that prologue for, um, I don't know, five or six missions of prologue. And you just uh, have a small tutorial that gives you just and really just the basics. Uh, but the way... Uh, the, the, that mission is done is that those basics are enough you don't have to know anything more uh, but how to turn your ship and how to shoot and then slowly we will uh, teach the player how to use different mechanics and stuff like that so and we already had uh, many replies on forum uh, that the tutorial is great that it was easy to get into that they liked the, the prologue missions so yeah well one one thing I have to say I appreciated about the prologue is uh, the first time I played, right after the prologue, the game crashed. I was like, oh, no. Do I have to go through all that again? Did no, no, it But then I'm like, I didn't even notice the load game thing. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, my God, they saved not only once during the prologue, but like four times, plus an autosave. I was like, that's nice. Yes, Thank you. yes. I mean, we didn't we didn't uh, do that because of the crashes. We do that because of the progression. If somebody dies in in a mission or something, that you don't have to repeat it all over again. Right. Uh, but you will you, you would be amazed how many people ask us about Iron Man mode. They want Iron Man mode. They want uh, even harder game than it was uh, uh, on extreme difficulty in SPG two. So I don't know. We, we will discuss it, but. There are plenty of people that they want to play this game in Iron Man mode, so they want Ooh. permadeath and stuff like that. I mean, it's a technical issue because they want they want the game to delete their uh, save games uh, if they die. So, of course, when you travel to the universe, you can just uh, save anywhere and, uh, I don't know, go to sleep. But if you die... They want the game to delete the saves, and that's a technical problem. Because if we uh, accidentally delete a wrong save, then, yeah. But it's something yeah, that's I'm... not off the table. It's not off the table because many people ask for it, so we will discuss it. Why not? I mean, it's day two or three of the early access now, so... Well, any any game is Iron Man mode if, if you decide that you're going to start over if you die. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it, it's... Yeah. It's like he, the player has the power to put their own Iron Man mode in. But I, I do think it would be interesting. Um, Just being held like, accountable. Not, yeah. But it, it would be interesting, though, if, uh, like, in difficulty, if you had, uh, say, sliders Whoa. that would adjust, like, the, the amount of damage and health that the enemies have, right? So, that, like, the low point of the slider would be 100%, and you could slide that up to, like, 300% if you wanted 
but you know, it's for people that that uh, they get too good at it, and then they could just go in there and say, okay, well, I want to make all the enemies like twice as tough, and just move the sliders on their own. Well, yeah, that's also a nice idea. Well, I think we will discuss it. Uh, that it will be changed. We will change something about difficulties mm. uh, because there are just too many people that ask about it. So it's not something that we can just say, uh, well, there are like two people that want Iron Man. There are many of them. Uh, mm. I st- we still get uh, comments on... Uh, last night I, I got a comment on Iron Man mode uh, for SPG2. So yes, I had to tell the guy that we won't be able to to implement it in SPG2, but it's definitely something that I think we should uh, keep in mind for Volart's uh, development. I found an enemy mining base here. This is really cool. <laughs> yes, every everything that you uh, conquer with your fleet, of course, as I said, this does not work properly yet. Uh, <laughs> but everything that you will conquer in the region... Uh, you will get resources from. So it will be a steady income of the operation, of this mining operation that you will co- uh, get when you conquer the region with your mining operation. That, or, that was, was going to be my next question is, yeah, how does uh, conquering regions work and what are the benefits of that? I was guessing you get resources from mining operations and stuff like that. But do you, do you set that up? Like if you conquer a territory, do you set up like the mining operation or does, the, does like your fleet just do that? Uh, no, you, you'll be able to set up your own mining operations oh. and stuff. Uh, but, um, the thing is that, uh, when you find, uh, a region that is enemy, hostile region, and they have mining operation in, you, you won't have to destroy that mining operation. You will just have to conquer, uh, that zone. And you will get that mining operations for yourself. So basically, oh. it's not total carpet bombing or something like that. It's just like conquering. Can can I do that right now? Like I'm in a zone where there's a mining operation here. Can I like try and conquer this zone? Like is that in there right now? Uh you can try with that one fleet uh to conquer that zone, but uh, it doesn't work as it should at the moment. Some uh-huh. people reported it works uh, fine, some people reported uh they they couldn't uh, get it. So we are looking into it as we speak. So there will be some. Basically, the idea is that you take your fleet uh, on star chart and click on your fleet and tell them where to go. Uh, currently, later it will be refined, but currently it works like that. So just pick your fleet and send them to enemy garrison, and then you join them in the fight. Oh, and at nice. that moment, and that moment, the fight will start, and if you conquer them, you will get that part of the region. Oh, okay. That's pretty awesome, and then you get the benefits of that. But then you have to defend that region if it gets attacked later. Of course. You're not, you're not the only one trying to take territory here. Of course, and that will be that strategic uh, layer where if you put everything in one region, uh, your other regions will be vulnerable. So, And if you just spread them around, maybe no regions will be as, as uh, defended as they should be. So... It will be like risk style, uh, where you deploy your tr- uh, fleet and how you manage it, and uh, to see where are the attacks coming from if they're uh, if you are getting attacked. I mean, diplomacy will be able to to sort some things out. It won't be just uh, bloodbath all the time. Oh, oh, that's cool. That's nice. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I want I want this region. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. 
now you have some missions where you can ask the guy there's also surrender his ship not I, I saw that that was neat yeah. like oh search and destroy but then you have this option like hail them I want them to I want to give them the chance to like surrender but I yeah. also saw an option it's like hey we're gonna pretend you slipped away is like is that like give me some money and I'll pretend that this didn't happen you know that sort of thing is that what's going yes. on yes that's basically it that's basically it and <laughs> nice. uh, when you when you have uh, I don't know a repair mission or a maintenance mission uh, to to I don't know some s- repair some satellite and there will be times that you get there and see another uh, ship uh, already repairing it and you will have the option to either kill them. Uh, something is wrong with this asteroid uh, <laughs> that I see on the yeah, screen. This base it's, also isn't just is the the base also isn't blowing up. Just FYI, like yeah. it's got no health left, and I got experience for destroying it, but it's it's still technically there. So yeah, and, and the asteroid yeah, isn't blowing up either. But hey, early access, ladies and gentlemen. That's basically yeah, what's going on. Definitely. <laughs> I, I like how mining is basically. Oh, just just blow up an asteroid. That's it. Just just it's not very complicated. Just blow up an asteroid. Yeah, we wanted <laughs> yeah, to make a difference between I don't know uh, Eve Online, for example, because uh, there are people that love uh, mining in Eve, and I find found it relaxing. I played Eve Online for almost eight years on and off. Um, oh, but we ha- we wanted to have uh, more dynamics here. So blowing up the asteroid, and that's it. So. That's more dynamic than just, uh, I don't know, pulling your mining barge here and then uh, watching it like three hours uh, <laughs> as, it, as it mines uh, three Weltspar asteroids. I, I, in, in I loved that, though. I absolutely loved that. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was relaxing. It was relaxing, but uh, our community uh, mostly came here because they wanted um, a more dynamic combat. They wanted, uh, wanted more action. Uh, and faster pace. That's something that will be different in SPG Warlords uh, from, uh, let's say, X series where the progression is slower and uh, everything is a bit slower at a slower pace. That's not that's not bad or anything. I mean, X series are fantastic, but it's different. We are not ripping well, off anybody. We want to give them uh, that that uh, dynamic in the game. Uh, in combat, but also in mining, in trading, and, uh, I don't know, bounty hunting and everything. So I want to talk about the economy a, a bit, because you were talking about, you know, that, like taking yeah. bases and owning sectors and, and getting income and, and that. And what this makes me think about is, like, if I own this sector and there's asteroids here, and then I can own a fleet of ships, what instead of being the mining ship, I would I would rather be a farmer and the mining ships are my cows, right? So they they just mm. come to my base and then they go out and and kind of graze in the asteroid field and then they come back and drop off their stuff. But I would have to be the one that protects them from pirates that would destroy them or or whatever. Yes. So so you would still maybe have that that thing of like here's a big mining barge. They exist, but you're not the one that has to fly it. And and maybe that would satisfy people, but um, but that makes me wonder, like the the economy itself, um, how how does that work? Is it, is it just purely money? Like I can take money and buy anything, or do I have to have materials to actually produce ships that I had to mine? You know, like if, if I don't have enough metal, I can't make the ship, no matter how much money I had. Yeah, 
uh, in SPG2, it was just about money. And now it will be about resources. Uh, for example, the biggest ship in the game currently, not currently, because it's not implemented yet, uh, but in the full release will be Proxima. Proxima, um, well, I cannot compare it to your ship because it's uh, your whole ship now is like a window on Proxima. Or slightly, slightly uh, uh, bigger, uh, but to to be able to to what? produce, to, yeah, it it will be giant ship, giant ship. Holy like, shit! Uh, I mean, um, dreadnoughts in Star and Gemini Warlords will be uh, about the size of Titans in SPG two, and this is not a dreadnought. This is like. Uh, Ten times bigger than Dreadnought, so it's a huge, colossal ship. But to be able to to uh, manufacture it, you'll have to basically uh, mine half of the galaxy, half of the universe to 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 get resources for it. So yes, you will need resources for production, not just the money. Uh, but it, that, but is all that, the uh, is all the resource all the resource gathering is that the player's responsibility, the player has to personally gather it, or just because they own a sector, they get a stream of resources? You will get a stream of resources in uh, every region you conquer, so uh, planets will give you some resources, and of course, asteroid fields uh, will give you give you resources, so uh, you will be able to get uh, of course, income, steady income from the regions you conquered, or lose it if you uh, cannot defend your region, of course. So that's the idea to to uh, get uh, and make a deeper uh, economy, but not as in depth as uh, I don't know X series or uh, we are not four X game. We have elements. We are a blend of four X game and strategy game, but we are not RTS or four X or um, I don't know RPG uh, because we are not full RPG game. We have RPG elements like leveling up, uh, skills, uh, perks, uh, stuff like that. Uh, We have 4X elements in terms of building your headquarters and expanding your territory. And we have uh, RTS elements uh, with uh, just playing with those fleets on the map, uh, deploying them left or right. Uh, But it's not... I don't know, RTS like Homeworld, it's not uh, in-depth economy and empire building like X, it's still something different. Yeah, we have, and, you have enough of it to have the interesting part and not enough that you have the boring parts of all those components. Exactly. So. We don't want to, to, to make a game that is too complex uh, uh, for people because, uh, let's be honest, EVE Online uh, takes two hours to just grasp the basics. I mean, I love Eve Online. I love, but I'm I'm uh, I'm space gamer. I love those kind of games, so I sure. don't have problem being patient and reading through all the all those tutorials. But that's a fact, and uh, we realize that in Star Point Gemini we do have hardcore space gamers, but we also have a casual uh, uh, players which just want to. They just want to to travel around, uh, shoot something, and I don't know, go on. Not uh, spend days just figuring out how to turn the ships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I enjoyed E for what it was, but I I prefer a little more hands-on type of game, you know. Yeah. And that's what that's what the great thing about this. This game is. It's like, oh, I'm in control of my ship. It's, it takes skill to fly this thing. 
Yeah. And as you can see, you have uh, Mario in chat. <laughs> oh, is that answering. Mario? Hi, Mario. Yeah, yeah, Starp and Gemini is Mario. And Hi, as Mario. he said, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, he does have mumble uh, because, as I said, we totally messed up these uh, times and we were late and everything. But yeah, hey, you I'm know glad, what? It's it's I'm happily working out. Don't even worry yeah, about it. It's yeah, happily working yeah. out. You know, we. I was just concerned. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, we totally messed up times. No, it worked yeah. out. It's fine. We're we're happy you were able to show up. Yeah, you guys are really lucky to have him. I I liked all of his work with Nintendo. I'm sure he never gets that. Never. Uh, never. No, never. I just uh, took a photo of him on GDC uh, with Super Mario on the, <laughs> some big sticker. So we have like two Super Marios. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I kind of like, like, so you were saying, one thing I like about this game is the fire at will command, because sometimes the computer is better at shooting things than I am. And you said Not that our would, idea. Sorry, not our idea. I was, no, that I was was also say, a community, yeah. That was, that's what I was going to ask. This is a, uh, wow, the AI is actually smart this time. It's actually using chaff that's fooling my computer, my weapons officers. That's really cool. Um, no, I was going to say, that was a community edition. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a community edition because people realized uh, that in later stages of the game, when they have like uh, four abilities that are uh, skills, sorry, uh, that are specced up, uh, that uh, you, they have uh, and several ships uh, coming at them from several sides. They have uh, fighters to manage. They have uh, equipment to 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 uh, to think about. And they realized we cannot manual uh, tar target manually uh, anymore because we cannot click several things at once. And we need to click several things at once to win this fight. And that's where the idea came came in. Uh, give us fire at will options. Give us an option where you basically command to tell your officers issue a command uh, to attack the nearest ships from all turrets. Um, and it's uh, fire at will options um, have a lowered accuracy, so you will miss yeah. more and you will uh, do less DPS overall uh, than in manual targeting, uh, but it's much easier uh, to handle all those ships uh, surrounding you. Right, and, and I noticed there's a... I don't know if this is new, but I noticed the mark target thing. So if you mark a target, does that tell your, we like your weapon officer to just shoot at that when yeah, you have fire uh, at will? Your weapon officers, your fighter wings that uh, will be f flying around you, uh, it basically tell them to focus uh, all uh, fire on that target. Oh, so that's okay. like that's very cool. the blend between manual targeting and uh, complete auto targeting. Uh, this is auto targeting, but focusing on one target. So you will still have a decent amount of DPS on one target, and of course, uh, you manage uh, the heavy weapons uh, manually always. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a that's a nice balance. I dig that. Yeah, I dig that. Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm. As you can see, you have uh, a FPS drop here, and that's because you're uh, close to this station. That's something that we are trying to to work out and and uh, sort out now. Uh, well, why we, why do we have performance drops when there are no asteroids around? 
everything is clear, just at one station. And as you come closer to it, you will have uh, bigger and bigger FPS drop. And when you go uh, away, FPS will just go up again. So that's something that we will sort out soon. Oh, no. Mario said, your stream is in safe hands. I can now go back to dying slowly. Oh, no. Has (laughs) has this this launch been, like, really stressful on you guys? Like, I can only imagine. Like, because I looked at the uh, Steam forums, and it's just... It's blowing up over there. So I, has this been like a really yeah. uh, intense? Has this been a really intense launch for you guys? Well, every every launch uh, is is intense, and this one was no different. And uh, two weeks ago, we had like uh, thousands and thousands of new people on Steam sale of SPG two. So it was chaotic oh. back then, yeah, uh, too. So every every daily deal, every Steam sale, and of course launches, be it early access or full release, are always uh, stressful. Uh, not stressful uh, that we have. We don't have any. Uh, trolls, for example, we don't have flame or hate in our our community. No, uh, I know. We just I... have questions, and so many questions that uh, even when I answer it, uh, another guy comes with the same question and practically sings the last answer to the same question on the next page. So it's basically just typing and typing and typing and typing. So I'm working nights currently, and. Uh, some other guys were with me during night. We are covering twenty four seven, basically. We are literally covering <laughs> all day. That's pretty awesome. Now yeah. I'm going to ask you a specific question. There mm-hmm. are salvage missions in the game, but it looks like you need a specific piece of equipment to salvage stuff. Uh, well, you just need uh, s- I don't know. Scavenger Swarm should be uh, s- for salvaging uh, stuff, but uh, Scavenger Swarm also. Uh, we got, got some reports that it's not working properly. So, yeah, I can't. Um, even f- I can't even find it on uh, in the. Uh, in the ba- it's in, in the equipment. Base. It should be in equipment. Uh, but if you don't, uh, if uh, headquarters don't have it, then the planet should have. Oh, okay. Uh, so, let, me, let me go back to the planets. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this time I'm gonna save my game before I go to the planet. Maybe yeah, this try time. to land. Try to land, not bury yourself in. Yeah, it. that's that's what I'm gonna try and do. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I try to do. Like, let's let's head to the plant this time. Well, let's 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 not head. Let's let's like. Hey, what was that? What was? Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. You can click a thing with the uh, the left mouse button and get information about it. I didn't. I didn't even know that. You can like click a planet and go. Hey, there's. Yes. That's that's the faction that's who owns it. Oh, okay. That's neat. There will be more info on that planet later in the game. This is just the basic info. Right. Okay. So I'm going to try and land the planet again. Hopefully it'll work this time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like 5,000 distance should be okay. Through the but fire not... and flames, Brian. Because <laughs> yeah. those salvage missions look pretty uh, lucrative. So I'm going to try and yeah. take one of those. I'm going to try and take So how many, because um, it looks like right now there are maybe six ships in the game, it looks like, that I can purchase. How many will be like available? To the player, uh, there will be 90, 90 different ships in Starfleet. Nine, nine zero, World. ninety. Yeah, nine oh zero, my nine zero. God. And now oh. it's about thirty. We released about thirty Ooh. in the current first version of early access. Oh, so many toys! Yeah, yeah. So many that because that's what us space players want. We want the toys, man. We want all the toys. 
Well, that was the idea to have the variety and they will be different in designs and uh, every faction will have their ships and there will be some ships that are, are like uh, common knowledge in the universe and everybody flies them like some smaller ships. Uh, so, yes, there will be much variety. Uh, and that's the other ah. question that we, we always get. Uh, will there be... Um, a cockpit or bridge view. Uh, first of all, cockpit view is not possible because uh, these ships are not uh, one or two seaters or fighters. These ships are big ships. Uh, well, the, 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 oh, this we this landing this landing looks tense. It will be a close call. It worked. It worked. It's fine. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I still have some delay on. I think I think what the problem was is that I had the waypoint targeted and not the planet targeted. Yeah, so, that's a common mistake people make. Yeah, and be, because yeah. I had the waypoint target, it just flew me right to the waypoint. Like, yes, whoops. yes, yes, yes. Uh, as I was saying, uh, so uh, you will have. Uh, why? We, why don't we have bridges? Uh, we want bridges. We would like to have a bridge view uh, on uh, in our game. Uh, but people realized uh, what we were talking about. Uh, making just three generic bridges would be lame. And it's not our style. And making 90 different bridges uh, in design to have for each ship, uh, just for cosmetic purposes, really, uh, that's something that we cannot do at this point. We would oh. like to, but yeah. Can you imagine uh, uh, designing 90 different uh, bridge views for each ship uh, that will look cool? And, of course, not just four or five generic bridges. That would be lame. So we just said, no, no, generic bridges uh, are not an option. We are trying to do a nice game. We are trying to do something that um, has not been done before in terms of uh, to make a blend of several genres and to make it work. And... Uh, we don't want to spoil it with some, I don't know, just generic stuff dropped in. So there won't, there won't be, for now, there won't be a, a bridge or a bridge view. I mean, no, that makes sense. I mean, that, that sounds like it would take so much work that like it would take away from the rest of the game. Cause you have, well, you yeah, know. of course uh, the game wouldn't be released in two years. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. you got are you guys planning another like year of early access like you did last time, or you just don't have a plan? You just like as long as it takes. Uh, you know? Well, the plan is about a year, uh, but it all depends on the community, uh, on the feedback and responses and ideas and suggestions we will get, and if we will be able to implement them all, and how much time will uh, will it take? So basically, we are not making any promises, uh, but uh, we hope about a year of early access should be okay because there are also um, more of us in the team now. We have like 25 people now, not just four or five like uh, in at the start of Star Gemini 2. That's an amazing amount of growth though. Uh, yeah. that's, that's really impressive. Yes, yes. Uh, but well, I mean, we will never uh, become, I don't know, blizzard because well, uh, no, we like, course, we like working as practically as a family in, in a smaller company because it gives us uh, better. I mean, we are like a family. So ideas are pouring. It's not that uh, you are doing this. I'm doing that. We don't talk. We just uh, send each other mail reports. I mean, Mario basically woke me up today because I was working till I think it was eight a.m. 
uh, all night, all night on Steam. And he woke me up on, on my cell phone and said, where is that stream uh, with Bran? And I said, I think it's in the evening. I'm not sure. No, no, uh, go check. And I saw, <laughs> oh, come on, I'm, I'm late for the stream. It's like now. So, yeah, so we work like <laughs> that. We're improvising sometimes. No, I mean, it worked out. I, I, but are you guys um, all local or do you have remote uh, guy, folks as well? Uh, most of uh, the team is located in Zagreb in Croatia and I'm located in Rijeka in Croatia. It's like 150 kilometers away. Um, so, but I mean, we are all uh, from Croatia and on several occasions we took some freelancers from another country to do something, but that's usually just some art or something like that. And that right. was in SPG2 most. Now we have uh, enough of our guys to cover it, to cover most of it. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's pretty great you get to keep it local, help the local yeah. economy and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, I see in chat, Doug Green asks, what about custom bridges, a tool that lets you use building blocks to make your own bridge? Well, we are not uh, space engineers, uh, but the game will be open to modding. So basically, you... Perhaps you will, you would be able to make, I don't know, like some kind of um, bridge view, uh, like on Enterprise when Captain Picard looks looks uh, looks through the window. Well, some kind of overlay that will go over the the cam, uh, the first person cam. So that's something. Gonna, that was going to be can, actually. Sorry, that was yeah, going to be my yeah. next question. Is you were going to? This is also going to have modding and like Steam Workshop support and everything, like the last game did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this time we'll, uh, we'll do it right because, uh, we had fantastic modding community in SPG2, uh, but the editors, world editors and, and stuff like that, uh, was not easy to use and was buggy. So oh. people just had to learn how to, how to use our scripting language and they did that. Uh, but now we want to make it easier for other people as well. So the, the, the editor will be better this time. We are still working on it. It's not implemented yet. Uh, Steam Workshop uh, support is also not in yet, but it will be soon. So we treasure our modding community. We had fantastic uh, mods in Starpoint Gemini 2, like like uh, uh, Star Wars mod with the uh, so Star Destroyer, and uh, we had Starfleet uh, Normandy from Mass Effect. Uh, so. Yeah, that's everything uh, the community uh, does. We just have to give them tools and the ideas come pouring in. Yeah, that I think that's another way to uh, how you guys engendered such positivity in your community is to give them the tools. Because that always seems to be the case is when you give the community the tools to uh, enhance your game, I mean, it just gives that game legs that it might not have had otherwise. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, as I said, uh, 20 of us can be smarter than thousands of players out there. And <laughs> 20 of us uh, cannot have so many uh, great ideas. And of course, to be honest, for uh, things like Starfleet or Normandy or, I don't know, even line ships, uh, that's something that we cannot do or and won't do because it would be, I think, a, a legal problem. <laughs> of oh, us yeah. implementing <laughs> if ships, but if community wants to do it, community can always do it. It's not something that we can. Uh, I mean, it's open. It's Steam Workshop, so you have the game and 
what you do with it, it's your it's your responsibility. Other developers take note. That's a very healthy attitude to have toward your community. Not only give them a universe to play with, but give them the tools to make it their own. Yeah, of that, course. I mean, it just expands on the game and it gives uh, it gives it more replayability and gives it longer life, actually. Oh god, yeah. I mean, look at like what like look at like games like um Freelancer that still has mods. Freelancer, yeah. yeah, exactly. Free Space Two, you know, for yeah. God's sakes. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that yeah. game for years, oh for years. Yeah, exactly. Wait, am I supposed to? What am I doing? Oh, I'm there. I think I'm supposed to open my. Supposed to salvage that. How do I do that exactly? Salvage. Oh wait, there it is. Salvage. Oh, that thing. That thing. No, that. <laughs> Over there, game. Over there. No. Uh, you have to come uh, closer. I think. Oh, no, you are at hundred and fifty distance. Yeah. There maybe. it is. There it is. Okay, so let's see. How do I salvage? I got the salvage thing. I just don't know how to do it. Uh, just a second. So you come closer to it. Uh, you can try through a context menu or middle mouse. Uh. Nope. Okay. Uh, the other thing is uh, scavenger swarm. You will have to equip it on your. That's exactly uh, what I just did. Okay. And then this. There we go. All right. That I think that did it. There it goes. Okay. Yeah, I had to equip it from the uh, yeah. other piece of equipment. Okay. That. See, I like that. The so much of the interface has been streamlined. Like it took me like three seconds to figure out how to do that. It wasn't confusing. It's just like, oh, I have to do that and that and done. You know, very nice. Very nice. Uh, well, we try to to give people the guide, the quick guide that will be actually usable now and not cl uh, not just uh, stuffed uh, tons of information in it. And it should be available via uh, Steam Overlay, but since Steam Overlay is not working right now, it's not very good. But uh, you will be able to have uh, the guide. Our first guide in in the hub community hub is already up. It's basically the quick guide from the game. Uh, but I transferred it on Steam so people can access it via uh, overlay, uh, so they don't have to alt tab out uh, to Windows or oh, open that's PDF. Really great. Yeah, but then the the whole Steam overlay uh, thing went south. So currently, even if you want to open it, you can't. So, but we will sort it out. I think today probably. That that's amazing that you're already having a patch two days. Yeah, uh, Mario says in, in, in chat that Steam Overlay is on the programming table as you speak. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we will sort it out because it worked in the first, uh, on first night, it worked. Then we had some bug reports, we uh, patched those bugs, and uh, then oh. we, we broke uh, Steam Overlay. So it's like, you know, that uh, there's on Google that uh, cat. Uh, grumpy cat and it says 99 bucks in the in the code 99 bucks in the code patch one work around 127 bucks in the code so it's always a loop until until you close the game and polish it and test it you will always have some bucks but well i just opened steam overlay and it, it like made the game stutter a little bit but beyond that it, i was able to open and close it yeah there, there's a stuttering when you close it Honestly, it sounds like a good drinking song. You know, <laughs> 99 bugs in the code. I know, yeah. bugs in the code. <laughs> Shut it down, fix it around, 128 bugs in the code. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, yeah, because you, you drink enough, you lose the ability to count, so <laughs> and it, would, it would model reality. 
And just realizing you have 128 nines in uh, bugs in the code now uh, is uh, a nice uh, reason to start drinking. So, I don't know. Someone's shooting at me for no reason. Well, I'm sure they have a reason, Brian. Uh, I'm just going to give them any, some money. I, I like this option. Like, hey, you, we don't want any trouble. Okay, I'm just going to give you a little money. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, I think that's more realistic. So that's the it idea is. to... Uh, we don't want any trouble, sir. It is like we don't want trouble. You know, we 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 just want uh, you know. Well, we'd rather have some money than having to worry about shooting you. So okay, this guy's already damaged, though. I wonder where. I wonder what kind of fight he came from. That's neat. I like uh, that because, like, usually in a lot of space games, when you run into somebody, usually when you run into somebody, their shields are like fully charged and everything. But here, it's like their shields were like at fifty percent, and I'm like. Huh, I wonder where they just came from. That that adds a little li- that adds like a little um like a lived in feel to the universe. Like they just came from a scrape. Yeah. But 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 not a bad enough scrape that they're bugging me for money. You know? <laughs> yeah, but you have to be careful. Uh, if everybody who encounters you will be able to extort you, um then I think s- s- the word might get out. Okay, this guy is well oh. uh, I don't want to say the word in in chat at the moment, <laughs> but yeah, you can you can take his money, you can pull his pants off, you can do anything you want to him because he always gives what you ask him. So, oh, that will actually it, affect your reputation if you, uh, if, you well, if you. The idea is to make it deeper, so it oh. could uh, affect your reputation. I mean, if you're just uh, everything, everybody is bossing you around the universe, then everybody will know. Okay, this guy is not a ruler; he's a so the way that I the way that I got started in uh, Starpoint Gemini two once once I kind of figured out what was going on was to get a ship that had a lot of of troops on it and grapple a ship, knock its shields down, and take it, and yeah. then just take that take that back to the nearest base and sell it and repeat that enough times till I could afford to buy a decent ship. And uh, I, I don't know if that's like the intended thing for people to do or or what, but it's almost like I, I felt like I was maybe breaking what you guys wanted me to do, you know, as, as far as just go out and explore and, and do whatever. But uh, since you guys are talking about reputation and stuff, like if, if I approach the game that way, do I just get a reputation as like, okay, this guy's a pirate, kill him on sight? Uh, well, uh, you will gain reputations with different factions. So uh, basically, if you kill uh, five ships of Revenants, let's say now uh, this is a Revenant on the screen. If you kill five of them, then everybody who doesn't like, uh, who don't like Revenants will be happy with you. Because look, this guy is helping us. We are not even paying him to do so. So uh, it will all depend uh, on reputation, reputation and the relations between the, the, your target and other factions. So it's not so, it's, so much what I do, but who I do it to. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I think we are still working on that part, and we will discuss it with our players. So I don't know. Uh, SPG was uh, so different in uh, at the start of early access uh, in comparison to, to the full release. I mean, uh, just the community features uh, that were implemented uh, made, made a huge difference to the game and the way it's played. And not to mention uh, everything that we 
planned and implemented during the early access. So uh, I guess that we will have a simple thing uh, with SARP and Gemini Wallets. I think that in the end, it will look much different. I mean, in a better way. So it will be much bigger, much better. Uh, map will be full of objects, different objects you will be able to interact with in uh, various ways. And yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm bu- I'm busy shooting this guy. He's p- yeah, I can he's, see that. He's pissing me off. He's pissing me off quite a bit. He's really making me mad here. Yeah, he he ate your front shield. I know. Just fucking creamed it. That's yeah. okay. I'm about to kill him. Ow! Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, your health is dropping. Yeah, I know. I know. Thankfully, I'm not far from my base, so I'm just going to dock there and uh, repair and shit. Yeah, down to 7% yeah. 7% shields in the front. Whoops! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I like how the guy just... I started shooting at him because I don't shoot at everyone, but he was in my territory. I'm like, no. No, dude. That's not cool. <laughs> He didn't that's take it well. That's not cool. You should not be in my uh, in my in my house. You, you should leave. <laughs> I appreciate that will it also you... depend. Uh, so uh, I think that uh, I mean the AI won't attack anybody uh, who is uh, traveling uh, in their region. Uh, but of course, if they're hostile, they will be attacked. Neutrals uh, won't be attacked. So if you're a trader and going through neutral territory, you won't be killed on sight. You may encounter a pirate or somebody, but uh, you can encounter them anywhere. Uh, but that's the general idea. If your faction is hostile to another faction, then uh, don't. if you're a trader or a miner, Try to avoid their territory because there will be more patrols there and you'll be easier uh, to kill there. And you won't have anybody to protect you. Oh, what's a survey? And, and of course, you will be a long way from home. So, Yeah. What's a survey mission? I got to find that out. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, even I didn't have the time to, to, to try all of them because... But there are many, many uh, types of missions, and they're uh, they're uh, generated uh, automatically after you uh, do all of them and go to another region. They will uh, just restock here, so uh, you will never run out of uh, missions. That's the idea, because after a storyline and everything, uh, you will be able to still. Uh, do whatever you want, do missions or uh, mind your uh, headquarters or expand the universe uh, further. So basically, uh, we don't want to force player to do anything. So you can do whatever you want to do. You can do nothing. Uh, There will be missions where uh, we showed that one on GDC in San Francisco. Uh, There will be a mission where you uh, encounter uh, pirates that are attacking um, two convoys. One convoy has some uh, refugees in it and the other one has gold. And uh, the usual thing in game would be that you can choose to either help a convoy or help uh, refugees. But here in Warlords, you don't need to help anybody. 
you just you can just uh, wait and uh, watch them getting killed and then loot both of them uh looting both of them will give you uh more loot uh but won't give you reputation so that's the consequence of your of you not doing anything you won't get reputation with those but you're not obligated or forced to help anybody oh that's nice so that was interesting so the salvage mission um gave me like options on like to guess what happened and i got it wrong apparently so i didn't get the full like apparently that could have been a multi-stage mission if i had if i had guessed correctly but i did uh, that, that for was this neat. one for this one i think you it wouldn't be a multi-stage but it would be like uh free questions uh that will give you 100% loot because if you realized uh, what you're looking at if it's uh, some kind of relay and uh if you are in asteroid field why are we in asteroid field so try to uh think about the answers you are uh giving to get more loot i mean you will always get loot but you will get more uh if you if you guess the the answers right yeah i dig it i also like how there's a, like a news what the uh, fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, Did you guys hear like that? Sound like yeah, a helicopter. I, yeah, if, I, if, I it made the whole. I don't know what that was. It made the whole apartment shake. I'm not even kidding. Like the whole apartment just shook. Well, you do live in California and <laughs> in LA. That was not an earthquake. Okay, I think that no, was a no, motorcycle. Turn- no, I was going to say if you turn on the TV, you can probably watch the police chase. Like out the window with one eye and on the TV. We the do other. love <laughs> our police chases out here, you guys. They're events. Everyone like whenever when one happens, this is a tangent, you guys. But when there's like a police chase on the TV, guys out here, everyone tells everyone on social media like, "Oh, guys, Channel Five, KTLA yeah. Five. There's a police chase on right now." We're like, "Ooh!" I, I saw. I saw somebody put a vine up right where they they were watching TV. And the, and there was a police chase on, and then they turned the phone, and it was right outside the window, yeah. going yeah. past the house. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. Well, basically, after OJ Simpson, it uh, kind of started, became a reality show uh, in America. Oh yeah, pretty it's much. fashionable to be chased by the police, pretty although much. it never ends well. It <laughs> never ends well. It ne- though they ask, did as Jake Lloyd. Though they did oh. They oh. did. Um, <laughs> sorry, they did pass laws recently where if um, if the if the uh, pursuant is going through like a populated area, the police have to back off now because they oh, don't want to yeah. cause any accidents. Yeah. Which is smart because like there was an there, like a few bunch of years ago in downtown LA, there was a chase and like a bunch of people got hurt and killed because they just kept going like through people. Like wow, so. Um, so well, yeah, that was we, like an action action scene from I don't know, <laughs> like Rush Hour or something. Yeah, no, it was yeah. uh, a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> yeah, we're totally living in a Michael Bay movie here in Los Angeles. <laughs> totally living in a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> so basically, Michael Bay movies are documentaries. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Every Transformers movie is completely accurate. Every single one, <laughs> as was Pearl Harbor. Totally <laughs> accurate. <laughs> yeah. At least the romantic part. <laughs> I actually have never seen Pearl Harbor. I refused. <laughs> oh come on, that's the best Ben Affleck movie. He was in there. Right? Yes, yes, that was Ben Affleck, I believe. Pearl Harbor yeah. sucked. And I yeah. love you. <laughs> yeah, Team America got it right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. Very nice. Very nice. 
All right, I'm I'm just about my brain is melting, so I'm just about out of questions. What about uh, you, gentlemen? Do you guys have any further questions? Yeah, you got any more plans for any more DLC down the road? Good one. Uh, not at this time, but I think there will be DLCs, of course, if the game is well received uh, after oh. we finish it, after we, we polish it. And, uh, of course, we will uh, once again uh, put content in even after uh, the initial uh, full release, uh, just like oh, we did like. in SPG2. And uh, if we will do DLCs, we will do it like uh, in SPG2. It won't be uh, what I call uh, one haircut, one beard DLC for, I don't know, $5. <laughs> it will be like Secrets of Ethera, where we add, added a storyline, uh, new uh, feature like uh, developing a weapon, a new station, more ships. So it will be uh, content-rich uh, DLC. No, I got I to gotta say, I was going to say, your, your DLC, you guys did DLC right, because they, they felt more like classic game expansion packs. Rather than like, like cosmetic DLC or whatever, they felt like significant yeah, updates, like actual so that, expansions. Yeah. yeah, they felt like like remember the days when games had expansion packs and they were a big deal. You know, like they added yeah. a bunch of shit. You're like, like Brood like War. Brood, for I was just about to say Brood War or the Total yeah, Annihilation yeah. expansion packs or or whatever. Like. I miss those days, and you guys, I think, nailed it with your DLC because it was ba- that's basically what it felt like was significant. Like, like for example, Paradox, they kind of do they kind of do both ends. They have like the tiny little yeah. like here here's some unit units, here's some music, you know, but also here's a whole new game thing. Like, oh, okay, that's what I want. <laughs> well, what I, many, what I many of those that, like, sorry, yeah, sorry, I expect sorry, go, like go six months after release that you guys will announce that you've ported over. Starpoint Gemini one and two into <laughs> Warlords. I I like that you guys did that. I like that you ported Starpoint Gemini one into two. I like that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, uh, it was a big difference because Starpoint Gemini one was uh, a naval combat in two D plane, and Starpoint Gemini uh, two was uh, tactical combat in three D. So it made sense uh, to to just take the story and put in a new engine because it was so different from the original. Uh, now. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, Star Pen Gemini Worlds is still in 3D like Star Pen Gemini 2. It's still on the same engine, but just looking better and being mm-hmm. better. So I'm not sure if, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun idea. <laughs> I gotta say also the voice acting. You guys did a be- much better job with the voice acting this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I know we were aware that uh, many people didn't like, uh, the voice acting because it felt, uh, it felt flat. It felt lifeless in, in the Starpoint Gemini 2. But, well, I mean, those voice know, actors, it was all hectic and it was all uh, chaotic uh, before release. And we just got those uh, voices from the publisher and we stuffed them in. We didn't have time to say, uh, no, do it again. This is uh, too lifeless. We want more more uh, alive characters in the game. So, well, yeah. You, you know so the, what? The, During, the one thing um, that- Sorry, go ahead, Jim, and I'll say it. Oh, the, the one thing that bothers me about Starpoint Gemini 2 is, as far as the characters and stuff is the main character. Every time I look at the portrait, I just see Derek Smart to the point where <laughs> I replaced that with a picture of Derek Smart. And I, and I, should, actually, I should actually release a formal mod that does that, that just switches that to Derek. I, I don't know why, but it's just like he reminds me of of that one picture of Derek that is always up. So 
Yeah, we feel that's you. Uh, that's something that we uh, made different this time. So uh, now you will be able to have uh, male and female, or, I mean, male or female uh, uh, main character, uh, and you will be able to choose them uh, after the prologue. And your ship, uh, oh, sorry, not ship, your class, your class, your uh, your name, and your of course, your uh, portrait, male or female. So, yeah. Okay. We know but I'll still have the option won't. to change it to Derek, though, so I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I was As I said, say, we, don't force to, uh, force, we don't want to force anything on you guys, so yes, you, you can. I, I was going to say, in terms of voice acting, um, during the, I like to call them the dark years of space gaming, where most of the space games we got were from uh, Eastern European countries. Like yeah. Tomorrow War and and all that, um, you kind of get used to somewhat subpar voice acting. Uh, so I wasn't. I'm not trying to knock it. It's just kind of a funny thing that seemed to. But it's just kind of a funny thing. But I know. But I was just gonna say I noticed the definite difference this time in the voice acting. Like it definitely seems much more on point this time. Yeah, the last yeah, time. It, yeah. Uh, it didn't even bother me last time. I mean, it, it was just you know. No, it didn't it bother it me. I just noticed there's a marked improvement this time. You know. Uh, uh, yes, I, we we kept that in mind from Star Trek Gemini Two, and this time we will have uh, more calm chatter and uh, less ooh. talking. And the other thing that people uh, were freaking out in SPG Two was uh, that the cutscenes were not skippable. Now they are so. Oh, that's true. yeah. That, Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, the thing yeah. the thing with dialogue that I that I like in games um, is the ability to actually hail another ship. Like before I come shoot at them, I should be able to tell them, you know, like, "Hey, go away, or I'm going to shoot at you," or you know, or or give me your cargo and I don't have to kill you or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. very few games seem to do that. It's like the the old Wing Commander and Privateer and stuff did, and it's kind of just gone out of fashion since then. But I like that you can do that here, it seems. Like, it doesn't yeah. seem fully implemented yet, but I like that... Yeah, the no, no, it's not fully implemented. But the option is there. Like, I can select any ship and hail them. And that's really cool. They're like, hey... So, so will, will that be an option, though? Like, if there's an enemy, like, hey, get out of my territory. Or pay me, and I won't shoot you. Will that... Can you do that as well? Since, and other people... Because other people do it to you. Can you yeah. do that to other people? Uh, that's well. a general idea. I mean, uh, oh. it's not that you'll be able to... to just uh, talk your way out through the whole game. Uh, there will be fights, of course. Uh, right, but I'm saying but if, so, some if some fights could can uh, will be able uh, you will be able to prevent some fights uh, with the dialogue. That's the general nice. idea. Nice, nice. Because yeah, you don't want to fight all the time. You know, like having having options is great, and it sounds like like the get talk my way out of a fight option is really nice. Or like, you get say, the Captain yeah. Kirk alternative, which all dialogue options. End in shooting. Yeah, of course. Uh, or punching. <laughs> well, I hate to do this, guys. I kind of got to put a hard stop on this. I have an appointment in a little bit, so I got to go. Oh, okay. Okay. But, uh, I'm sorry for, for being late, but yeah. Don't, uh, you know, it, oh, it, worked out, it worked out great. We're really glad you, you could come on a, on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, you know, it's a Saturday afternoon. People should be out having fun Saturday afternoon, not talking to schmucks like us. So we really appreciate <laughs> oh, thank you. taking the time to uh, come talk to us. Right. About and and launch week game. on Steam is a bitch. Exactly. So it's exactly. like, yeah. I don't know if you guys have slept yet, but you <laughs> should at some point. 
Uh, well, we, I mean, we have to, to patch things up uh, right now. So we are working in shifts and yeah, we are getting some sleep. But of course, uh, I think there will be a uh, time to, to, to rest after we patch this thing up and uh, start uh, developing new content at some normal pace. Uh, I mean, uh, we did uh, a mistake in SPG2 uh, and that was enthusiasm. Uh, we were too enthusiastic and we just stuff things in without being able to test them <laughs> properly. And uh, the result was that people were happy that they're getting uh, everyday content updates, uh, but the uh, game was crashing every day because we... <laughs> We weren't able to, to, to patch it up. So now we will do it a bit differently. I mean, we will uh, make updates like once a week or once every two weeks, uh, but it will be uh, better tested, better polished, and it will uh, be bigger batches of updates, of course. So I think we learned our lesson in SPG2. We were all enthusiastic and community was really uh, patient and tolerant. Um, but yeah. It shouldn't be uh, done that way to just stuff content up every day and then hope for the best. So I gotta say that was really that was really funny the way you just worded that because it reminded me of that that one awkward part of a job interview where it's like, "What's your biggest flaw?" Well, some say I work too hard. You know, like, yeah, you know that's what it <laughs> sounded like to me. Like some say I'm too and too enthusiastic, and that's my. But no, come on, man, that was great. You yeah. know that that was the thing you could like. You could tell the enthusiasm you guys had just in the forums, just talking to you guys. And I think that's another thing the community latched onto is, is just how much you love what you're doing and how much you love the game you're making. For whatever flaws they might have had, people could tell you guys were passionate about it. And that, that, that covers a lot of sins, you know? Yeah. So, and, and you could tell by the way you're talking to us now and, and, and just already you're putting out a patch two days after early access came out, that's, that's nuts, you know? So people can definitely tell that you guys give a, a good hoot nanny uh, about your game. And, and I think that's one of the reasons you guys have such a positive community is that it's clear. You guys love what you're doing. Yeah. So, and with the, with the combo of, of early access and a decent community that gives you license to sometimes go in there and break things. You know, and, and say, okay, we're going to break this, and and then see how it works out, and then tune it. You know, but it, yeah, like, of course, we know uh, we we're going to make it broken. Yeah, I I know we won't have a problem with that uh, in our community because they know how we work. They know that we're not breaking the game and abandoning the project. They know the project will be finished. Uh, it was uh, hard to gain that trust in uh, during SPG two because we didn't had any early access titles uh, behind us. We had just uh, Starpoint Gemini one. Uh, but now after Starpoint Gemini two. Actually, uh, community speaks for us. So every new guy who, who asks, is it worth to, to, to buy this? Will this be finished? Uh, is it, uh, another, uh, one of those, those early access titles? Uh, well, basically, I don't have, I don't, I don't, um, I can't type that fast. Uh, community almost, uh, immediately answers, no, it's worth it. Uh, we trust these guys. We, we are with them for two years. Uh, they didn't disappoint. So it's nice to have a community to back up, uh, back us up now. I love how you can save in space. Sorry. I just wanted to say, I love how you can save. If it looks yeah. like if you're not in combat, you can just save anywhere. Yes. That's yes. Yes. So that's, nice. that's something that people wanted, uh, in SPG2. And the problem was that, uh, again, it was a technical problem. Uh, when you save, the game saves 
uh, the state of the universe at that point. So every ship that is uh, uh, around you, uh, stuff that is uh, going by, and it's a bit different now. So uh, saves, uh, auto saves in in um, SPG two worked a little different. The, they would clear some things from the cache and just save your state there. But in the middle of the universe, it would just save everything, including ships that are currently attacking you so if we enabled it there uh you could save like a second before getting killed and then ruin your main save game or something like that so yeah it's where it's working differently now which is nice all right dude i want to thank you for taking the time on a saturday afternoon to uh yeah. come talk to us we well, really it appreciate it really no. appreciate it so, folks, next week on the podcast, we're back at our usual time, Tuesdays at 5.30. And we're going to be talking to, I believe, the creator and head developer of Vendetta Online. Uh, Ooh, which yeah. Is, which is exciting because we have yeah, recently ha- fallen in love with that game. Yeah, I'm happy uh, you were actually able to get a hold of him. I tried and tried. So, No, I'm, I'm quite happy, too. I'm, great. I'm I'm really excited about that. And then next uh, Thursday for multiplayer, I think we're going to be toying with Fractured Space. So that's because people have been bugging me. Will you play Fractured Space? We play the fine. I'll freaking play Fractured Space. So that's what we're going to be playing. Okay, I will come and watch that. (laughs) I will come and watch that. I mean, I tried it. I just went through tutorial and a few few missions. Yeah. yeah, Oh, that's funny. It's amazing, it's, and the, it's, I like the way the ships feel. Uh, they feel heavy. They don't just oh. look big, or they just feel heavy. And that's something nice. that we're trying to do here too: make a difference uh, in maneuvering and the speed of the ships to 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 give that feel of weight and and how massive it feels. So, uh, fracture space got it right. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yet, so I'm looking forward. It's to in, it. It's interesting to compare fractured space. And Dreadnought, which are essentially the same game, um, but mm, Dreadnought kind of. happens in terrain, right? So it's you actually have planetary terrain, so you can be in canyons or hiding behind a mountain or or whatever. Um, whereas mm. Fractured Space is in space, so there's <laughs> there's not a lot of terrain. So the the capture there are points, asteroids, though. Yeah, the capture points are in asteroids, and then they've built like a shield that you can hide behind as part of the base. So it's almost like it's almost like hiding behind sandbags and popping out to shoot, you know. Um, but it's uh, the thing, though. Like like he said about the ships having so much weight and momentum to them is that you can't just stop on a dime. So yeah. whenever you try to because pop out, yeah, yeah. So so it's not like you can just peek out, shoot, and duck back in. So you have to kind of plan what you're going to do. And what I have found is when you play on a team that communicates with each other that's the team that wins every time because uh, the other people, if they're not talking, then it's just all disorganized and they're not all oh. in the same place. So it it, hmm. it really, really encourages a lot of team stuff, although it doesn't overtly say so, but you find out with some experience, it's like, yeah, you need to do this. Cause well, you have that. You can... Yeah, you have that in many games uh, today. I mean, uh, the multiplayer really uh, started to be competitive. It's not just uh, three guys uh, playing FIFA or something on their uh, consoles. It's it's really you have so many e tournament and uh, multiplayer really is competitive today. And uh, since uh, this revival of space genre, uh, we are seeing this in. Uh, uh, 
games like Fractured Space 2 or Star Conflict and mm-hmm. but I like these games where like that like that um and and you know the various tank games like Armored Assault and and uh World World of War tanks and and that it makes every player important so it's not like you're playing Call of Duty where there's that one guy that has like 50 yeah. kills on your team and he's winning the whole fight for you um you know it it's like everybody's important because if you're not working together you lose so yeah, true. So I wanted to ask one last question. When you put all your power to engines, does that it looks like it also not only increases your speed but makes you a lot more maneuverable as well? Uh, it- well, I think that's because you have a smaller ship at the moment, so oh. the ship is uh, very agile on itself. Right. So right, right. Well, at the saying- bigger speed, Sorry. it will. Nah, at the bigger speed, it will just uh, maneuver quickly. So. Oh. Okay, because I know, I was playing around with it, and I noticed when the engines were at thirty, and everything was at thirty three percent, it moved pretty nice. When I put the engines at a hundred, it was like zoom, zoom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so is this game? Is it intended that there is actually a, a win condition where it's like you've done this, therefore you win, but you can keep playing, or is it just a sandbox that just goes on forever? Uh, to be honest, in SPG2, uh, people asked us to, uh, they didn't want the game to end. And we have a community member, uh, Sarge, we, he was, he's a fantastic guy. And, uh, he had like 3000 hours in the game. Holy so no, crap. I think we will, yeah, I will, we will uh, I mean, uh, this is nine times bigger space. And he had like 3000 hours in SPG2. So, uh, probably he will uh, play the, this uh, to the end of time. So, uh, uh, no, we won't make uh, end game as uh, end game that will quit you and give you credits or something. Uh, end credits. No, uh, right. we want we want to give the, the people uh, the ability to play as much as they want. Right. right. But what I what I mean is is the intent to. I mean, you're, you're going to have a sandbox mode where you just. <coughs> go do whatever but there's also the story part so you get to the end of the story and then they say okay that's that's the end you succeeded but you can continue to do whatever you want now of course um, of course yeah, yeah. so I, I was just wondering if, the, if there's going to be an actual story that resolves at the end like that or is it just open-ended yes no uh, there will be a complete campaign complete storyline uh it will come uh at the end of the early access or even on full release uh so we will just test it a bit in in early access uh but after you uh, and the story will be much much bigger than in spg2 uh and also it will be deeper and you will have branching dialogues it will be rpg like story where your actions will also have consequences not just during freelance missions but especially during during the storyline uh and after you finish the story you will be able to just continue free roam you will okay. you will nice. have the story completed but it's not over for you you're just starting i mean the, the second part of the game is starting then because you will become a warlord in uh in through the story and you will get all the basics and then the fun starts when you will start to expand yeah so what what I'm interested to see now is in in 2 years from now we need to get back together and see what your first expansion has been like after you've won that story and you're the warlord then what do you make us do after that so well, <laughs> so uh, that'll be interesting 
that's something that we will, of course, discuss with community because uh, I don't have a clue at this point. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh no, we know we know what guess. we want to do. Yeah, we know what we want to do with wallets. Uh, <coughs> but after that, um, I think we will have so ma- so much input from community. That I'm not worried. I mean, Titans were part of uh, community. I mean, Titans were a community suggestion. So, Origins, uh, just that idea for porting the game was also a community uh, suggestion. So, but my, uh, we will see. Sorry, my brain. I didn't even notice I did this. I exited the game. I didn't even mean to do it. Just my brain's like, you have to leave. So, <laughs> okay, so get no out. Problem, yeah. So, the, dude, where can people find you, like on on Steam or Twitter? Like, where, can people find you on Twitter? Who yeah, of course. Uh, Twitter dot com slash Starpoint Gemini, Facebook uh, st- slash Starpoint Gemini, and of course on Steam forums. We are constantly on Steam forums, and we are on our official forums at StarpointGemini dot com slash forum. Right. So, f- so folks, the game is War- Starpoint Gemini Warlords. It just came out in early access. There's a discount right now. It's like ten percent off, so it's going for yeah, about yeah, twenty two, twenty. It's like twenty three ish US dollars. Uh, totally. <laughs> I think worth it. It's great so far. So, uh, you know, thank you so much again for taking the time. I, w- I, I wish I wasn't rushing, but I do have to leave. So, everyone, thank you again so much for watching, and we will see you next week with Vendetta Online. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.